Good morning. Welcome to Emacs Podcast and Coffee. It is f- the first day of the year, the new year that we've been having our podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so happy this new year, the first, everybody. The first podcast of the new year. That's to what I was trying yeah. to say, Chris. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so we uh, have... Chris Ryan from McHugh Captain's Agency stepping in as co-host today. Hi, everybody. Where is the camera? The camera's right there next to Chris. And we have Chris on the boards. And then we have Harrison Haney from New Jersey Teen Arts Festival Arts and Education Center. Yes. Did I get the whole thing? Well, it's Arts Education Center is who runs the whole festival. And the event is actually called the New Jersey State Teen Arts Arts Festival. Festival. And your project manager... Of the organization and essentially director of the festival. Awesome. See, I knew that if I tried to say all that, I would get it wrong. So I figured I'd ask you first. Hey, uh, my business card, uh, and that was just dot, dot, dot. Yeah, dot, dot, <laughs> <laughs> At least I was on the website this morning going project manager because, uh, you know. So um, we had a super exciting week this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Because we had a record-breaking attendance. At our um, business at our- networking breakfast meeting this past Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. We had 54 people. Yeah. That's the most people we've had at a breakfast in years. since I've been here. So yeah. it's two years. I just celebrated my second year anniversary, Chris. Congratulations. Thank you. Chris. January 3rd was two years for me. Wow. It's been quite a two years. <laughs> it's been an experience. <laughs> I forgot to say where we are. I mean, people know this by now, but if you're new, we're at a shared universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey, our podcast partner for EMAC. Um, I highly with so with your membership as an EMAC member, you get a free podcast. You get to come in here and do this. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's really funny because when I was posting the information for this morning to start, I went hashtag Jennifer's favorite part of the job because <laughs> it's just like my I love it. I feel important and famous. You look you know, important. Famous. Do I? Because like I love it. It's like my Oprah Kelly Ripa time of day. I love it. <laughs> Not anything like them, but I I aspire to be. So this is when I get to feel like them and think I'm really important. So anyway. <laughs> I feel rude at times. Do you? Yeah, because it, because being in this room is so distracting. And <laughs> it's difficult to keep eye contact with Jen as she's, as she's talking and, uh, look, and looking well, around and all this stuff. That and I also ramble, so yeah. sometimes it's hard to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. So we had an awesome breakfast thanks to Spark Market for um, – Spark Market so, Solutions, yes. For and Patty Baxter and her crew. Yeah. Um, they they sponsored and it, it's I think it was a nice time for her to sponsor um, at the beginning of the year because you know they they're in charge of putting on a lot of the festivals around here, you know, mm. a lot of the stuff that goes on at Alaire State Park, mm. um, the beer truck festivals and all that stuff. And then they do a lot of the Mammoth Park festivals. So and the our, first one of the year to do that. It was great. And we had Kendra O'Connor from Envoy Creative speaking about social media. And then she brought Jeremy Skillings yes. from You Can Be Found to help talk about SEO and the way the two of them work together and the changes. And it was awesome. It mm. was really informative. It was great. Um, it was our last breakfast at Monmouth Park. Yes. We will be returning to branches um, in February. So we're excited about that and glad yeah. they're having us back yeah mammoth park has been an an unbelievable place to host these things Mm. because you you know we're there when no one else is so you get to see the 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 workings of the track and and all that stuff it's a great central location you know it's been great but we're we're excited to see our old friends at uh, At branches Branches, again and uh i think we're back in the room with the big fireplace so on a cold day it's gonna Mm. be really nice romantic yeah Romantic? Did yeah. you? See? I, I love. Yeah. I'll just sit and stare mm-hmm. at you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have breakfast in, in our in our um, you know, pajamas. Maybe we should like have that. a pajama breakfast. That would be really fun. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That would be really fun. Would you, you know, I didn't get a, I just ramble. I, told you <laughs> I just ramble. So anyway, we're actually here because we ha- do have our biggest event of the year also in January, January 29th. And uh, it's called our Spinnaker Awards. And we um, honor leaders and people who are doing phenomenal things in their businesses and personally through for Monmouth County. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we have Harrison here with us today. But um, I do want to take a minute to start. Thank our sponsors. We have 40 sponsors for this event. We have 188 people registered to attend already. It is going to be a fabulous night of networking um, and just seeing really happy people, which is awesome. (laughs) So uh, let me get my glasses to thank our sponsors again. It's a nice time of year, too. Mm -hmm. The holidays are just over and people are kind of in the mood to go out sometimes. (laughs) It's Um, the end of the month, so they've paid the bills from December. I don't know about you guys, but we've moved our holiday parties to January. A lot of people have. Because it's just it's just too hectic in December. So this is a nice um, it's a nice night. And um, last year's last year's event was phenomenal last year's event was really fun just keep building on these things yeah so So it's awesome so we want to thank press communications um jct solutions stillwell hansen and ocean first bank as our admiral sponsors um we have weather vane provident bank new jersey natural gas monmouth county freeholders and that whole it's monmouth county administrator because we just include them all (laughs) um and hackensack meridian and td bank as our Commodore sponsors, Monmouth University, O'Connell McCord PC, EPS Corporation, as our cap, and Schwartz Auto Group as our captain sponsor. Um, then we have our cocktails are being sponsored by Hoagland Longo, Moran Dunstan Dukas, our and Friedman LLP. Our Spinnakers, our Spinnaker Awards are sponsored by First Constitution Bank. And then we have unbelievable amount of bosun sponsors i think we have 21 bosun sponsors Mm -hmm. we've never had that many it's awesome um brookdale community college linda barry mccormick easterbrook and cooper jersey shore financial advisors woodward realty group jb graphic solutions the kirchen group mccloon's restaurants cpc behavioral healthcare stumpy's hatchet house charles b hembling and son georgian court university euc corporation of new jersey Two Rivers Title Company, Pension Parameters Financial Services, Purple Glaze, Ma, um, Messina Mimna Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors, MQ Captain's Agency, Mammoth Daycare, New Jersey State Teen Arts Festival. That's right. <laughs> Mammoth County SPCA. And then um, we are very thankful to the dedication and assistance we're getting for our decor from Plates and Petals, Events Designs by Allison Forte, and Printing JB Graphic Solutions. Wow. So that is a lot of support. Um, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. So we're excited. And uh, so we're here today, as we said, with mm-hmm. Harrison. Um Hey, by the way, I'm just going to read off a few things. We have a lot of comments. Ming Chen, <laughs> Ming Chen says, "Welcome, Harrison Haney," Thank and you. come. And then he says, "Come get your free podcast, Emac members." Oh <laughs> yep. wow! Elaine Chembray joined. John Forte joined. Um, 
And he said, and John said, Allison Forte, owner of Plates and Petals Event Designs, Flowers at Rentals is watching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Elaine said, 188 people to network with and the best swag bags around. Oh, that's right, because we're filling these bags with swag bags. And uh, they are awesome. They are different bags to begin with. So Mm -hmm. it's not the same thing you get at every other event, which is we're pretty proud of. And um, we've got some really great... um, Swag. Swag in the bag. And <laughs> if you want to get in on that, as I said, we already have 188 people signed up. We're looking, we're, we're expecting probably 250, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so, you know, you can get for $100, you can give us 250 pieces of swag and advertise to all those people who are there. So um, right. feel free to reach out to us on our um, at email director at emac.org. So let's get to Harrison. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, one of our committee members was Stacy Cavanaugh, and she brought you guys to our attention um, and nominated you for this award. And when we all looked into what you do and the amazing things, I personally am a huge arts supporter. Huge. I have two daughters who are both involved in performing arts. Mm-hmm. Um, many of their friends, obviously, you know, those theater kids hang around together. Yeah, they do. But they're also so talented in the visual arts as well. I mean, it's amazing what some of these kids can do. Yeah. One of them is acting in the play, plus painting all the scenery, plus, and it's just like, and studying to go to vet school. You know, eventually <laughs> wants to be a vet. So you kind of look around and it's like they're these well-rounded, awesome kids. And I know we have so much talent in the state of New Jersey. We do. And um, to be able to have an opportunity with what you do um, by having these state competitions and then these kids can be adjudicated, which is if they're interested in this craft, it's huge mm-hmm. to have professional feedback at a young age yes. to learn how to take the professional feedback yeah. and then learn how to use it. So tell us more about you and the found and the festival and, you know, fill us in. Okay, where should I start with festival or me? Start with you, because really we're here to know you. That's what it's all about, right? Uh, Plus, you said you had an interesting background, yeah. so I think you should share that. Oh, so, so I myself am uh, I'm, a, I'm a New Jersey-born uh, uh, artist myself, uh, homegrown here in New Jersey. Grew up in Union County. Okay. Uh, and I went and did a lot of, I was the theater kid, you know, I was the I was into my visual arts classes and I got into puppetry uh, at a, while I was in high school, I got very into it and found out uh, I wasn't going to go to college. I was going to, you know, just get one of those jobs and, and see where life took me and maybe go to New York and try out acting or something like that. But then when I was in high school, uh, a teacher really got my attention that there was a, a program at the University of Connecticut, an international puppetry arts program. Wow. And cool. uh, I auditioned. It was a very, it's a very competitive program. The whole, it's an international program. The whole department, graduate and undergraduate, anytime only has about 30 students. Mm. So the year that I got in, it was myself and a Chinese exchange student that got in for the freshman class that year. Just two, two of you. Just the two of us, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, and then we did that, I, I did that program, and uh, when I was there, I took a non-majors acting class, and I don't know if the acting teacher was just, you know, uh, boosting my ego, but he said, Harrison, I know you came here for the puppetry program, but I really think you should also audition for the acting program. And so I ended up auditioning and getting in, and then I ended up doing like a dual uh, enrollment and doing both the acting program, which was like classical theater, studying Shakespeare and uh, Moliere and, uh, you know, Streetcar Named Desire, those types of uh, classical theater plays, and uh, did both. And I really saw that as a, a toolbox to leave with. Mm-hmm. And the goal was always to go off and make my own work. Um, and then I left university and 
I toured the country for the better part of almost five years doing a called the Grandpa Cratchit Puppet Show. Oh, how fun. I went to state fairs and county fairs all across the country and uh, really got to see, you know, all parts of America basically performing as this character called Grandpa Cratchit, who just uh, the the company had been around for about 40 plus years. So I was going to these homegrown towns that really knew this like off the beat puppet character. Like, you know, I had parents coming up to me with, you know, their kid being like, I remember when I was there, he's coming up to you. I'm like, okay, this, you know, this, this, this puppet that no one's ever, it's not Sesame Street. It's just like this often the boondocks puppet show that some uh, guy put together. So I did that for a long time. And then when I was on the road for, you know, it's a one man puppet show. So I drove the truck, set up the trailer, collected the checks, made the phone calls all by myself. So that's a lot of time on the road alone. Yes. And uh, by the fifth year, I was just sort of saying, you know, I don't know if this is really the the long-term lifestyle I want to lead. The owner of the company was saying, you know, Harrison, you know, you're the first guy I've really had in my whole time that I really thought this might be someone I could pass the company off to. Right. And so that offer really made me think, is this yeah. something that I want to do? And at the it's end like, of the it's day, like a nomad's life. Yeah. Thing. I mean, yeah. He, he has a farm in Indiana that yeah. he has like his wife's a nurse. So she works at the local hospital. And then, you know, six to seven months out of the year, he's touring the country, you know, at, and in the winter, he fixes the puppet stages and the the uh, the equipment sure. and everything like that and switches it over. It's a different show over here. Same character, but different show. OK. Um, and so I just said this life isn't I really thought about it because it was a big offer. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know. Uh, this is gonna be my last year, and that last year I applied for a job every day on the road. I said I'm gonna have a job before I'm done with this tour, and uh, lo and behold, one day in my search, I'm, you know, I'm typing in you know, like arts management, administration, you know, something full time that was gonna keep me in one place. And uh, lo and behold, I saw this position that was called New Jersey State Teen Arts Coordinator at the time, and uh, I applied for it. And I did teen arts as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I was able to write like one of those really like beautiful swan song like yeah. cover letters, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, Where, like oh, this was at so... the end of it, like they're using the cover letters of tissue because it's like so beautiful, and they're yeah. like, we have to call this guy. Nice job. <laughs> um, and then I ended up actually interviewing in the middle of Ohio in a hotel room on my iPhone. I did like a Skype interview, and I landed the job right over that interview. And the next couple of weeks, I was uh, flying from Indiana back to New Jersey to start the job. And uh, so that led to the New Jersey State Teen Arts Festival, which started in 1970 um, and then was big in the mid 90s. Uh, It was run by a different organization. Our organization originated it. And then so many programs came out of our organization that we kind of had to like Mm -hmm. push them off to other organizations and things like that. And then in the mid 90s, about 15,000 students attended the festival. Wow. And then the economy dipped, Mm -hmm. Uh, the government changed and uh, Basically, all the funding that was being given to this event that was including the entire state surrounded the arts just kind of got pulled out from under them and slowly declined. And uh, then in 2010, our organization got the rights uh, back to the festival um, and did sort of like a pop-up festival. And then back in 2015, efforts were made to bring the festival back full force. And now we're going into our fifth year of the revival. And uh, we started with about 1,800 students. And this year we're anticipating um, 5,000 plus students plus wow. their teachers. And uh, we went from only having 13 local counties having their own individual festivals and participating 
to this year out of the 21 counties there will be 19 counties i was looking at that because i had pulled up your website and i looked at that and i mean it's scheduled you have them performing and get at different county oh i didn't print it it looks Um, like counting levels right so yeah so like a tournament we're the state event so Mm -hmm. the state event originated in 1970 the success of that event which was just a one event then led to the development of a circuit so all the counties came and enjoyed this big event that they wanted to have something as well. Mm-hmm. So then uh, develop, it was developed that a local county will have its own mini local festival. The students will then be selected as the top tier mm-hmm. and then say, you're going to go now to the state, the state festival and represent us as a county. And so that is how the program is run to this day is that the local festivals have their events. We do not oversee them other than the nomination process. They develop their festivals however they want. They just have to have the same categories that we do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they nominate their students to us. And then we facilitate the statewide platform where, you know, it's kind of like I like to say, like the football championships for artists. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the highest level that you're going to get. And, you know, you have... You have music festivals, you have dance festivals, but we're the only event that brings the literary performing and visual arts all together at the same festival event. So you're going to have your theater kids, your dance kids, your instrumentalists, you're going to have your creative writers, your poets. Um, The list goes on of the types of kids you're going to have all together at once on the same campus. And you have visual too? Like I saw lots of paintings and do you have Last year we had over 500 visual arts pieces submitted from all the different counties. Wow. It's amazing. And when is this festival? Uh, this year's dates are going to be June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And that's held where? At Ocean County College. Oh, uh, so it's nice and close by to us. Yeah, it's not too far. Right in Tom's River in Ocean County. Right. Okay. Um, I have another question, but I didn't know if you were done. Oh, yeah. Okay. Please. All right. Let's keep the ball rolling. Um, <laughs> so I was also looking at, so then there's the Arts and Education Center. Yes. And the Arts and Education Center has education. Like you yes. have, there's there's various performing, there's various... Seminars and classes. Well, so first of all, I found out that New Jersey is the only state in the nation or the first state in the nation to claim oh. that every single student has access to every arts aspect education. of arts education from elementary through, correct? Yes, yes. Which is pretty exciting, especially since I remember when, you know, art on a cart and music on a cart, mm-hmm. and I can remember that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. and it didn't, well, you know, not necessarily in my one-room schoolhouse in Tennessee, but, you Probably know, like, we, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Uh, log cabin. <laughs> it was. It was a log cabin. We didn't have shoes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I, and I'm not making fun of people, because I know that is truthfully a way of life still, so I'm not making fun of people. I just that's, make, that's gonna, I'm just joking that's around get about. to her for the next, I know. Like, like, you hours. know, we joke around about, <laughs> we joke around about my one cousin that listens in Tennessee, so this is all for him, you know, the redneck jokes. Um, so, anyway, um, but, you know, I, re- I remember when the arts programs were cut and it's, you know, mm-hmm. having I can't imagine that having my students who feel art, you know, my my 24 year old is now a high school biology teacher. But art was so important, like performing arts was so important sure. to her that she actually for sanity while she was studying biology took non-major theater classes and mm-hmm. ended up with a theater minor. Yeah. And so now wow. she is at her sh- first school teaching and she is actually helping with the play 
Amazing. Mm. Uh, so it, you know, and then and my other daughter is just singing. She's learning how to write. She, it's just amazing to me. And so, um, so I was reading about you have these programs, and then you have high schools that can be sending schools, and there's a high there's ability to take courses like. Yeah, so the Arts Education Center is multifaceted. That is mm-hmm. our organization. We originally started out as the Middlesex um, Regional Council for the Arts, and we are still that, but we operate now as the Arts Education Center. So that means that a series of programs over the 50 years of our existence has come out of us. Our prime programming outside of the State Teen Arts Festival that we run is called our Arts High and Arts Middle School programs. So we run those now in Monmouth County, Middlesex County, and Union County. And they're all held on county college campuses. And so what that basically is, is that we give students the opportunity to take high-level advanced classes. So if you're middle school, you're taking a high school-level class. If you're high school, you're taking a college-level class. And a number of our courses are actually available for college credit at these county colleges. Mm-hmm. And they're taught by professional artists in the field. So that's a very unique opportunity for these students because now they're getting the opportunity to work with a visual artist who has a gallery, who paints Mm -hmm. murals, who is out in the field, you know, hustling, making their living, doing this. And I always tell the teachers at the schools that we're not here to say that our teachers are better than you. We're not here to say that your programs are no good and our programs are the best. Really, we're here. It's just different. It's just different. We're really here to step up to the plate for those all-star artists. Mm -hmm. Those Mm -hmm. kids who love their visual arts class in their home school, but they want an extra two to three hours of art. It's not that what they're getting isn't enough in terms of what the teacher is giving them, but rather they want more time because they want to be that Olympian of their art. And so our programs are by audition only. So we audition all of the county. And so you'll have a thousand something kids come in, but we can only accept about 50 to 55 percent of the students because we keep our classes at 18. So we cap at 18. If we go over that, we can have enough. We'll maybe split it into two classes. But we want these students, because they only take classes with us once a week for three hours for 14 or 12 weeks. So they have a very limited amount of time to really get the best opportunity with these teachers. And we basically take these students and get them to the next level. You know, we tell our students all the time, this is for those students. Like you have the kids at schools who do the traveling soccer team and the home soccer team. Mm -hmm because they are that into soccer. Mm-hmm. We are there for those students who are that into their passion for the arts. And then we put them in an incubator environment with students all across the county. And I always like to say, you don't know who your creative partner in crime is. They might not <laughs> go to your school. Right. You know, I always tell people the story of Steve Jobs. Um, Steve Jobs, when he was 16 years old, met Steve Wozniak, who was the other co-founder of Apple Computers. A lot of people don't know how they met, though. They met through a third mutual friend who went to a different high school than the both of them. Mm -hmm. And then they got introduced through that mutual friend, hit it off, and then within three years, they were starting Apple computers out of Steve Jobs' dad's garage. So I like to tell our kids that they're looking for these opportunities outside, and that's especially with the state festival, outside of the adjudication, outside of the workshop. Just the fact that you're going to be in an environment where you can network with people who are at your level because they all had to audition to get in. They all had mm-hmm. to be selected to get in. And they all also really, really want to be there. Right. And that is where those sparks can start, where you have a 10-minute conversation, which then leads to an idea that you pursue for the next 10 minutes of 10 years of your life. 
And then who knows? Maybe you're starting the next Apple computers. Right. Well, you're writing the next Broadway hit is really the way I like to look at it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a question about how, how the kids can f- can find the festival itself. You know, you talk about the, the festival and it's kind of a, a tournament system to get to get up there. Um, and you've got schools sending their their artists to these mm-hmm. to these different county um, festivals. What about for the kid? Because my sister grew up a dancer, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and went on to to um, try uh, at least audition for Broadway. She she landed a Broadway national tour for Saturday Night Fever and toured the country doing that. But she never did dance in school. Mm-hmm. You know, she did dance at, at dance schools and that type of thing. And and you've got a lot of musicians training. I've got cousins that run a music studio down in Manasquan. Mm-hmm. Are those types of organizations sending kids to you as well? Yeah, we have um, some private piano studios sent yeah. to us, some private dance studios sent to right. us. Because we advertise, you know, across the social media channels, we send out and emails to schools. Okay. Okay. You know, we we you know guerrilla style, you know, put flyers in places right. and things like that. And really. We're statewide. If you're 13 to 19 years old and you're in the middle school to high school range of that age group, mm-hmm. then you're invited to come. But, however, you do have to showcase at the county level and be nominated sure. if you're going to come to our festival. Sure. We have something called virtual adjudication, but that's only open to those from counties who currently do not have festivals. Okay. That makes so sense. that And through that implementation of that program is actually how we gathered a lot of interest which led to the reinstatement of a lot of county festivals because they found out oh about the state festival through mm-hmm. virtual adjudication which then led to the people knocking on their county freeholders doors in their local areas which then led to the reinstatement of i think now like seven or six county festivals in the past uh four years well wow. it's amazing because i you know it's funny i think I know, like, my daughter goes to RFH, which has a great program, but it's all after school. I mean, they do offer, Mm -hmm. they offer music classes, but mostly, and and the art is, the art teachers are phenomenal there. Um, But again, it's their electives. You have to try to get into them. It's not necessarily part of it. Mm -hmm. They have to take certain number of credits because of the state law in something that falls into Mm -hmm. that category. But the kids that really want to study it have to take it as their electives. Um, and then they still don't get enough. And I know like a lot of our kids have gone to RBR mm-hmm. because that's a performing arts high school. I did too. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did. You've told me that. But um, well, my sister went to, you know, we but, graduated RBR, but, but by that point she was already, mm. and, you know. Yeah. Um, but so it. how does, um, like, so from, does every high school, do their counselors know about you guys? Do they select, like how... How do, as a parent of a performing arts child, how do I make sure my kid at her high school is getting the information she needs to know about you that if she could qualify an audition? Well, first That's and foremost, <laughs> you got to you gotta follow us um, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, and Twitter at at NJ Teen Arts. Okay? At, at NJ, NJ Teen Arts. Arts. I'm putting that down right now. Is the place to follow us. Um, follow we also have a website that. that has tons of information. www.njteenarts.com Everything's pretty simple. You just type in Teen Arts on Google and we're going to be the first thing that pops up. You are, because I tried that. What's the ad again? <laughs> um, at NJ Teen Arts. All caps, right? Yes. Okay, and then your website is? Uh, njteenarts.com. I, uh, it just went to you. All right. Kendra. Hey, Kendra, if you're listening, can you put that down somewhere? Thanks. 
<laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> and um, so we will we'll get that information out to you because that's awesome. But anyway, so you follow that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, so you follow that. And um, we send out postcards to the schools. We've been at um, the New Jersey School Boards Convention. We went to the New Jersey uh, Educators uh, Convention, the NJEA, who is one of our sponsors. Uh, actually, right now, the exhibit is on display. We have a, a state touring exhibit. Um, which is the top students from each of the county were selected to be part of a touring visual arts exhibit. Cool. It's at the 20th Legislation's office in uh, Union County on uh, 985 Stuyvesant Avenue If you in Union, New Jersey, if anyone wants to go <laughs> check that out. It's a, a beautiful display. So really now it's word of mouth. I mean, we grew tremendously, as I had mentioned. Um, we're anticipating about 5,000 students from wow. 1,800. Uh, and in terms of schools, I think we start at say 85 schools were attending and last year we had 150 schools attending so when you really look at the growth it's been pretty exponential when you look at mm -hmm. uh, your numbers in terms of each year we boosted up almost 10 to 15 schools uh, that are now part of our event so words getting out and it's uh being on podcasts like this and getting you know wonderful awards like this that we're so grateful for that hopefully we'll continue that right. momentum because now it's really getting the students outside of those who get showcased to come because our festival offers workshops for students to take. Mm -hmm. We have a college fair that specifically is arts institutions. That's, yeah, that's important. You know, yeah. so you're getting, if you're interested in going to school for the arts, you're going to have schools specifically for that. Um, we have professional performances uh, last year. In previous years, we have had Ron Sharp perform at our lunch hour, which he is the original mm -hmm. performer, actor who started the role of Jean Valjean on Broadway in Les Mis. We have the original, you know, if, when Hugh Jackman What's his got name? the, his name is Ron Sharp. He's awesome. I've actually seen him perform yeah. before. He's amazing. When Hugh Jackman got the gig for the movie, he must have found a bootleg of Ron Sharp and watched it because he's the yeah. guy who did the, the first uh, time at it. So yeah. we have some really great people. We offer over 90 plus workshops over the three days. Uh, we also offer professional development for teachers, which is really special because um, we talk to tons of educators, especially arts educators, and we really have found that in terms of professional development, they kind of get the short end of the stick. It's like, oh, we have a PD day. You can either take, you know, harassment or bullying. You mm -hmm. know, okay, mm -hmm. where's the stuff for the arts? You know, the, a lot of the math and sciences, they have a lot of STEM workshops right. and things like that right. so at our event we really try to offer something to the arts educators that is specifically going to help them so last year we had a, a workshop that was basically helping teachers find ways to get their departments more recognition and more notice as the athletic teams do that is so that's that it seems is a problem all over the place it's not just what i've encountered with my kids like it's i mean it's our school, school tries but it's not as it's still the sports are the sports well, well, so you're ha it happens all over it happens all over so to give you a little idea of my perspective on this i went to school for puppetry mm -hmm. my brother went to uni uh, syracuse university on a full ride football scholarship so a little different, a little different little polar different. opposites of, and what I've noticed, you know, when my brother was getting, you know, recruited and things like that, you have a football game every Saturday, right? You're right. It's in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. Here's how many people come to that event. Right. And then you have recruiters coming to recruit the all Americans. It, it bring the sports brings a lot of attention to the school, mm -hmm. which is, you know, at the end of the day, let's be real. It's like your reputation's everything. Sure. So, 
that's what happens. The, 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 the football coaches, the basketball coaches, they're the ones hanging out with the principal because they just had this big game, this and that. So one of the things that I've really started trying to say is like, stop looking at athletics as the enemy and start looking at it as a role model and a partner. I like that. So, And I noticed you do do a lot of your comparisons are sport-related yeah. comparisons. So. Well, I, I was the puppetry kid in the football family, so. <laughs> my, my, I, I, I Did you and your brother like workout plays together? You'd like line up a bunch of little stick people puppets and run them around the field. Like... I, I, I couldn't get them interested, but um, <laughs> you know, I actually ended up. I, I, I really try to do sports. I, I love exercise, but I'm just not a. Um, I'd rather you know watch a baseball game than necessarily go play on the football team. Sure, but. In general, uh, what I had showed these uh, my idea is that if you're a visual arts teacher, make friends with the baseball coach. Have your visual arts class make the baseball teams like your T-shirt, because mm. then after they win the game or this or that, the principal sees these shirts. Gonna say the coach, oh, I love the the team's new shirts. Where did you get them? Oh, actually, Mrs. Smith's visual arts class designed them. Yeah. Then you're getting have the have the have the kid you know paint paint the dugout type of thing. I exactly. Mean, a lot of different. Have things your you can choir do. be singing the national anthem at the football oh, that's game. That's smart. You know, really, and or make more opportunities. You know, get your instrumental group to work with the literary arts teacher and put together some sort of cabaret night that you can invite people to and do a fundraiser or, you know, the football dinner, maybe get someone to do a featured singing or something at the event, you know, really finding ways to just sort of make yourself more recognized because at the end of the day, these, um, musicals, these plays, these musical festivals, the, the teen arts festival, we're only, spot events where mm -hmm. so you need to kind of take what you've learned from our events and apply them into your own little incubator of your community and start doing more satellite projects that can really get you recognized and at the end of the day parents have to show up to these board meetings and they have to be the stick in the mud in the room mm -hmm. it's not fun but i really have seen parents stand their ground on things mm -hmm. at board meetings and when they're consistent about it things get changed because let's be real the money for this or the money for that all of a sudden the football team got to the state championships and then all of a sudden like we have first class tickets you know to the the bowl halfway across the country where did this come from but also too at the end of the day I, like, I was just talking to a mother you know my brother did the football team the mothers were up before the boys oh, on those sure. football games oh, making yeah. those sure. breakfasts. Yeah, sure. I, you know, I, I tell every every friend of mine that has a has a son, just don't let him play hockey. <laughs> just don't <laughs> let him play hockey. Yeah, it, you know. So at the end of the day, I think it's, it's up to the parents as well to throw in a little bit of extra elbow grease on certain things, and you know, show, take the initiative to you know be helping out with the play and helping build the sets with the kids and different things like that. Be involved because then. You're not just someone that's yapping at the superintendent, but really you have some. Sure. The principal. Sure. I mean, how many how many team moms you know have yeah. have team dinners exactly and all kinds of things. Um, they're they're bringing you know especially not not maybe football, but but for the, some of the lesser sports, they're bringing refreshments and they're bringing you know the snacks and the and the halftime stuff. I like was that. actually accused of having a cot hidden somewhere in the high school because I was there so much helping. <laughs> with it. So I mean, uh, you know, yeah. especially at the college level, the the football. 
is the number one, you know, it makes the money. Yeah. Right. So you're you're always going to, but I think your, your point is well taken. Um, and I think in today's world, you're seeing less of the kids mm-hmm. butting heads about, mm-hmm. you know, you're not seeing the, the, the football, you know, meathead beating up the, the drama kid anymore as much. I mean, I'm sure that that stuff happens, but you're seeing a lot more r- well-rounded kids. Yeah. You're seeing athletes in the school plays. You're seeing, you know, um, theater kids who grew up and want to study theater for the rest of their lives play a sport you know you're seeing a lot more of that i think a lot of the animosity is probably at the administrative level mm. you know and, and probably up, up at that at it's that at the point. it's i would say it's at the monetary level and then it's also at the parental level yeah. you know i mean if you think about how much change views of anything change between your mm-hmm. younger generations and our generation and older generations the parents are still in the mentality sure. whereas the kids have bypassed that and they're like yeah so yeah i, yeah. I um but you're you're Points very well taken. Very if, well, if they yeah. Could, if they could, you know, um, if you think about the amount of stuff around a, fo- a high school football stadium that could be um, improved by by a high school arts department, you yeah. know, um, just the appearance of everything. So, mm-hmm. so do you? Um, so I like again limited in the local thing, small town, mm-hmm. two kids, but everything like so the bases. Yes, is that's different that's a different event it's a yes it's a definitely different in different awards but do you see a lot of those winners coming to your your event or do you well the bases is is really local um whereas for us we're statewide so that's true there will be mammoth kids that go to that um, event but uh mammoth is one of 21 of Mm -hmm. our counties right so but you will find you know that um I, I would say that you look at these events and you do see a similar pattern of people showing up, which I think proves uh, the level of that individual, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all, it's about your resume, right? It's uh, and that's why I really highly recommend to parents and students to be getting involved in programs like this, to be able to say that you're one of the top 30 presenters at the New Jersey State Teen Arts Festival, that's, that's going to look great on a, a college resume, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I even have some things on my work resume today that, you know, I still, you know, from 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, I'm still, it's because it's a nice prestigious thing. Like I got a New Jersey Governor's Awards when I was in school as a kid, but you know, that's over that's 15 awesome. years now, <laughs> you know, but it's a Governor's Award. So it's something that it's a little feather in your cap that you can always carry with you. But right. Ultimately, too, I think these events, it's really the memories, I, I think, that is really sticks with you beyond yeah. anything. It's sure. just being able to say, like, I was at, you know, the, yeah. the New Jersey State Teen Arts Festival. I, that, that's one of the things that I love when I have teachers at the NJEA convention come up to be like, I remember this when I was a kid. Like, what happened to this? It's back now. And they're, like, so excited. So well, they're if, so excited to give it to their kids. If they're going to live this life, especially, you know, it's a, it's a tough life. It's it's a, you know, you got to deal with rejection. You got to deal with... <laughs> Chris with, is back here going, know, yeah. You know, um, uh, critics and everything else and uh, stage time and, and anything you can do to, um, to just keep at it and, and keep get in front of people I think is, is probably a good experience. Yeah, I have kids ask me, Mr. Haney, like, what, what what piece of advice would you offer to like someone trying to become a professional? You know, and I say... That's a good question. I say, go ahead, do it. Follow your dreams. Become a puppeteer. Become a, a, an actor, a, a rock star, you know, uh, uh, the next Picasso. Do it. I want you to pursue your dream, but get a degree in accounting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I think that is the biggest thing is that 
lot of these colleges will give you the skills to be a very high level Mm -hmm. artist in whatever field that you're in, but they might not necessarily prepare you for the business side of, okay, like how do I now take this toolbox of creative skills and apply them to actually turning this into a living? Right. Maybe have maybe have an accounting course and an entrepreneurial <laughs> course. You know, in terms well, I think that was the biggest wrapped thing. up I, in the curriculum I, for myself. You know, I I really don't remember in my university time being given real serious time on that side of the table. You know, maybe okay, here's a resume making project, but not like okay, like how is the business of this really work? You know, uh, I was being told, okay, you're going to have to get a job being a caterer or a waiter or this or that. The other thing, it's like. Okay, or how about you like really show me other avenues where I can get a job sweeping the floors at some theater, you know, really. And also, too, but I think that at the end of the day is that's what an individual who's pursuing the arts needs to keep in mind is that you're going to pursue your dream. But you also have to find a way on the side until the big break comes to eat. That you can feed yourself, <laughs> right. you know, that, that was partially right. why I made the transition was like at the end of the day, like I didn't want, I wanted to have a wife, I wanted to have kids. And I knew that traveling the country doing puppet shows wasn't necessarily going to be the most realistic lifestyle for me. Right. Some people do that. You know, you, yeah. the people live in the circus and they raise their whole families in the circus. That's you know? true. But for me, that wasn't it. Yeah. So you, ha- you have some baggage. Yeah. yeah. You got, you yeah. got, you yeah. got to keep in mind, you know. <laughs> Oh, what by the way, yeah, <laughs> seven months a year. Yeah, I'm going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. Love you, but see ya. <laughs> yeah. And so that's something that people need to keep in mind is uh, that it's hard work. You don't it's not you don't just post a video on Instagram now and become uh, Justin Bieber or whatever they call it now, a promoter. Or a, oh, uh, right. An influencer. An influencer. Yes. An influencer, yes. You know, uh, yes. that's going to, you know, along with Facebook and everything, 10, 15 years, it's going to be something else. And that's not. God, I hope so. You know, I mean, hopefully you make good money and you invest it someplace <laughs> if you're so. one of those people. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, social media is evolving already. So I think you'll always be something there. But influencers they change over i'm sure mm-hmm. you know, someone else needs to influence so i don't know if it's uh at the end of the day have a have That's, a have a practical um i think i think you can say that a lot about a lot of things harrison don't you i mean i think we're being kind of a lot of the tracks we put our kids on these days they're just too the two one track <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i mean you know you hear i'm a sports nut you hear you hear athletes saying you have a coach telling you that your kid should play baseball 12 months a year. He's not looking out for your kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, well-roundedness in every facet of life, I think, is important these days. And as much as we say that, we're not practicing it. No. You know, we're kind of pigeon pigeonholing a, a lot of these kids. You know, they express an interest in this. Well, that's all you're going to do. Well, but maybe you should expose them to some other things. Right. Um, and it's true. You know, it's like it's kind of like the high school kids that play football that then assume they're going to go to college and assume, gonna, assume they're going to go to the NFL. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a small percentage when you start taking all those people. You you figure you've got these performing arts ar- artists who and visual artists who, you know, think they're going to be in the Guggenheim and, <laughs> um, you know, on sure. Broadway and starring in sure. movies. It's a small percentage. It is. And, you know, I happen to know from just our area alone, we happen to have a Broadway actor Longtime Broadway actor who's been nominated for a Tony who lives locally. Um, we have Charlie Puth went to RFH. 
Um, you know, he's from here. We have Jack Newsom, who went to RFH and just signed with um, Shane McNally. McNally. I can never say his name right. Sorry, Jack. Um, but, you know, so Jack Newsom, there are there's the successes happen here and there's a huge talent pool. I mean, there's and that's just one small part of one county in the whole state. Yeah. I mean, and I know there's a lot of talent out there. And what you say is really important because they do have to find a way to to make a living because of all those are the people who have made it and that's a high percentage but you think of how many kids you go to school with that sure. are trying and they, what's the what's and and like you said you know learning some kind of skill to fall back on or or to pay the bills or you know if you decide at some point that this is not the life for me and that's um it's it's similar with with all other things well that, i think that's something that i I mean, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm happy with where my life is now, so I wouldn't really change anything. But I guess what I would be curious in is to see the alternate path of what if, and just to see. I think anyone, as you said, is that super one-track focused at mm-hmm. such a young age. I think taking maybe that year to not necessarily run off to college mm. Maybe sure. go to your local community college, get a job or an internship and balance that and just take that year of like really growing. Because I remember I, I at the end of college, I didn't even really remember who I well, was when I started. You're I don't still really remember so, who I mean, you're young when you finish college. Yeah. If you go right after school, you're 21, 22. 22 yeah. You're young yeah. and you're expected to run that way for the rest of your life and you're going to live like... I mean, that's not even half your life at that point. You know, well, you're, you, know you, you, gotta, grad, you graduate, you're a piece of paper in your, in your nice gown yeah. and cap, and they're saying, okay, go, well, go, I think go that's at where, it. That's where we're at now. It's, um, it's uh, you know, I think what I think I saw somewhere like, you know, the student loan crisis is the new housing crisis. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, something that's been very encouraged in our country is like higher education. But I think we're losing sight of what's the purpose of the higher education. It's not just to walk out to say, I have a BA. Yeah. Oh, well, the BA is not good enough anymore. Now I need a master's. Oh, right. well, the master's isn't good enough now. And now I need an MBA or I need a PhD. And I think with uh, the students, I'm not saying don't pursue higher education, but I think taking that little bit of time to really think where do I want to go and what, who do I want to be and what do I want to study if I need to even go study for that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know professional artists that they went off to New York and got an apprenticeship and got an internship. And they're making just as much or sometimes more than the people who went sure. and spent, you know, $80,000 on a college education. So everyone has to look at it and say, what's really best for me? And I think, you know, that's something I think I would have done was probably let's go to county college for the first year or two, save on two years of that, you know, out of state university. Because the, the real classes that you want to take for the major anyway are going to be. Don't start till your junior year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I would recommend, you know, go out and do that and, you know, take a class in that year off before college to go say, like, okay, do I really want to be an actor? Let me go take, like, an acting class and see if, like, oh, I like it, but, like, I don't know if this is going to be, like, what I'm going to pursue as a career. You know, I think, like I said, follow your dreams, but be practical about it. Be practical. I mean, life is well-rounded. You need to have knowledge. Mm -hmm. You need to have experience. Mm -hmm. You need to have maturity. Mm. That that year can give you a lot of that. A lot of breathing. Oh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, go, go and, from the time you start, well, and there's you, no. B- if, if you look at the stresses and the pressures that these kids are under these days, with you know everything from this to, to everything, all the bullying mm-hmm. and every other thing that we're talking about, to 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 make them a singular path, 
and risk burnout mm-hmm. right. or risk at 17, 18, 19, 20 saying, oh, my God, I hate this. What do I do now? Yeah. Right. It's just setting everyone up for failure. I mean, I've got a, I've got a, uh, um, a niece, cousin that, that is brilliant and a computer science whiz and everything. And everyone's kind of pushing her to these you know, engineering programs and engineering schools. I'm saying, I think she needs a liberal arts school with a good engineering program, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> because she's sitting there saying, it's a lot of pressure. You know, I don't know that I can take, yeah. you know, 400 kids all fighting for one position and stuff like that. So you need a, a school, a well-rounded school with an engineering program, mm-hmm. not, you know, one avenue. So my 16 year old was telling me today that she was hearing about a study that scientists have been doing and, you know, the biological adaptation, you would adapt to your environment, mm-hmm. you know, the polywogs lose their tails mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sorry, Jess, that wasn't right either. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, she was saying that the scientists are discovering that kids are function kids now and millennials and the younger generations versus our general. You're probably still a millennial, but our generation, <laughs> um, the they um, d- can function the same way we function on four hours of sleep because they've had to adapt to that because of the stresses and the pressures that they're under and the amount of work and, you know, the amount of homework and the amount of it, you have to excel in school and finish all this. And then you have to go straight to college and you're still supposed to do the store sports and the plays mm-hmm. and you should have a job to be well-rounded enough to get into college. And then you and there's no time left for them and their bodies are learning to adapt to less sleep. Which is not healthy. Your body oh, still crazy. needs it, but you're learning to adapt and function through it. Yeah. Um, and she just was telling me that on the way to school this morning, and I was fascinated by that because you're, like you said, it's just pressure, pressure, pressure. Go, so go, much. go. And well, when I when I was applying to colleges, it was like, all right, you play sport, you play sport, get good grades. You need to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know. Now it's like, all right. What are you doing Thursday afternoon? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you got everything else. Where's your Where's your volunteer just, hours? It's, where's yeah, your... it's just, it's, um, it's, it's it, unfair. It's crazy. So anyway. But so you, your job is to take us out of the, the real life, the real world, and, and put, put people on stage and make everyone happy. Well, we and. try. We, we, we really do try. And I think, you know, a lot of people do leave the New Jersey mm-hmm. State Senior Arts Festival with a big smile on their face because... And three days, you said? We, it's a three-day three event. You can pick which day you want to come. Awesome. We do that because... Oh, the students can. The, yeah, because yeah. as I said, we're bringing in all 21 counties. So we're bringing a lot of people in. The event runs from about 8.30 to 2.30 every day. Okay. So we have a limited amount of time to do all of the showcases. Mm-hmm. That's really what uh, the bulk of the day is, is presentations, displays... Um, and those adjudications where the students are performing and presenting to these professional artists, and then they get to get feedback and right. work right. with them one-on-one. Uh, and so our event really truly, I think, is something that people walk away with very happy because I think we don't get a lot of opportunities to not only just be recognized, but also to share in that recognition. And I think this is an opportunity because we're bringing all 21 counties together. It's an opportunity for us to really create an arts community at a very central place in terms of education, in terms of the students, in terms of the Mm -hmm. educators and the parents that really core individuals involved in this are going to be here. And I think having an event like this for the state is so important because it's those little moments, those little memories that leave an impression on our youth that it's going to make them say, I really love the New Jersey State Arts Festival. I'm going to stay in New Jersey to be an artist, you know, keeping them with that 
positive recall mm-hmm. of that event at a young age, but they don't feel like they have to go run off here or run off there and chase all of these things where I used to think I had to go to Manhattan because I wanted to be right. an actor, mm-hmm. you know? And then I started this job and I sat on a committee and there was about, I walk into this committee meeting, there's like 30 other leaders of arts organizations, separate arts organizations, just in New Jersey. And I was just like baffled by, I didn't know there was all this existing right. in New Jersey. I, you know, If I knew this, I probably wouldn't have run away. Right. Um, and so that's really, I think, what I hope our event can do is have those teachers connect to each other, realize that they're not the lone teacher mm. in their school with their struggle doing it and fighting to the top just to get a new yeah. box of paintbrushes, you know? Right. Getting them to realize that there's others here, that they can have that support. And there's really just something about, you know, sharing that mm-hmm. I really truly see our event does wonders for. And hey, we're, we're, two, we're two counties away from having who are full, they? uh state participation uh hunterton county is oh, uh they're just trying trying to get some funding it's always mm-hmm. and then uh, essex county is also trying to okay. get some support to get okay. put together so they're looking it's not that they don't want to be they need the financial support they yeah, need the backing it, of their town they need the exactly. backing of the there's board a lot, of ed there's a they lot need... that goes into it and for some counties it's a little bit faster moving for other counties, it takes a little bit longer because maybe there's a lot more other individuals that need to be brought on board. Well, that's mm-hmm. a good yeah, that's a good point. Who runs them for the counties? The, like their own little grassroots organization for each county? Yeah, so most counties do it with the cultural and heritage. They will have an individual who is designated to oversee that project. And then you do have other places where they have like a local nonprofit okay. Who are leading the the way and majority of all of that is coming from some funding from the cultural and heritage or the county interesting mm-hmm. interesting so i think after listening to you everybody completely understands why you're this year's spinnaker award winner for arts and culture mm-hmm. um and now you said the arts festival is available pu- the public can attend as well um, if or you new. register, uh, you have to be a parent or a student to attend the festival okay. in that capacity. Okay. We are always looking for volunteers. So if you're in the general public and you want to get involved somehow, mm-hmm. you can be someone who either helps kids get from point A to point B, help bring our artists sandwiches, help check people in, sell T-shirts, etc. So you can still get to be part of the fun aspects of the event and be involved and also be doing a good deed at the same time. Okay. So it's not like everybody can go it's see the performances. Yeah, it's not, not open, open to the public no, no. as it, far it, as going to see the yeah, performances. Yeah, so it's an educational program that is specifically for the, for the schools of New Jersey. Okay. And, but homeschool students are invited as well. Right. So if you're, you're if you're schooled at home, you just have to come as an individual rather than coming under the umbrella of, of the your school. school. And if you're if like I like we talked about it before, like if you were a dancer or a musician who doesn't study with their high school but with their studio yeah so anyone can come to our the state a state event to take workshops to Mm -hmm. watch the performances to go to the college fair to get professional development credits anyone can come do that the only thing is if you want to showcase at our event it means if you want to perform or Mm -hmm. present and be critiqued by the artists you have to go through your county and they have to nominate you okay or if you do not have a local festival you utilize virtual adjudication, which will be taking place the last week of February. Right, and that, and that clears it up. So it's a county organization that then sends them to you. And yes, we facilitate it. the event, but we don't do the selecting. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How many attendees do you usually have? 
Oh, did you? You probably said that in the, the beginning. Five thousand. That's your looking towards five thousand. It's huge. Huge. Yeah. That's why so. they do it three days? And, yeah. And hopefully we'll get up to if the if the trend continues, we'll probably be somewhere around one hundred seventy schools or so this year. I would imagine wow. if we have continued with the increase that we've had each year. When that do you is... when do you have to move out of Ocean County College? Um, well, we have to move in. No, I mean, when do you have to like? When does it get too big? Um, we're getting or pretty you just, big. Or you we're just, getting pretty you big. Just, do you add days, or you to move, or do you move? Um, so they actually, Ocean County College, just recently developed a whole new building. They moved the um, Ocean County Academy for the Arts there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a performing arts, visual arts okay. program. So they actually just built a bunch of new buildings that are um, we're being told will be ready for the. 50th anniversary oh, uh, event this year um, and so hopefully if that space uh, turns out to be um, compatible then we can stay at Ocean County but you know there's there's dreams and discussions of possibly touring the, the mm -hmm. event itself going okay. to different places each uh, okay. year yeah. and just sharing the wealth with the different parts of the county giving everyone a different opportunity who has to travel the farthest this year and you know, <laughs> yeah make a little bit more yeah uh, that's what happens when you have a state organization right yeah. everyone starts fighting over where it is exactly yeah. yeah so that's awesome thank you so much for sharing all of that information with us and people can hear more from you that's right um, again um, you can follow us. Yeah, here, yeah that's right we'll be at the the spinnaker awards we're looking very uh forward to that event and uh you know, again, check us out on uh, njteenarts.com. There's a nice video that's posted on there. Um, a classroom close-up, an Emmy award-winning show, uh, did a feature on us. So you can oh, check cool. that out oh, and great. really see uh, okay, eyes on the festival. Good. That was, that was very exciting. Yeah. Well, Harrison, congratulations again on the Spinnaker Award. Yes. Thank you so and, much. Uh, and all the best of luck to you with, with this year's um, festival. Amazing. Sounds like Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for broadening our world and supporting our p arts. And leaving, and we're leaving with a smile. We are. See? Yay. We could leave with a song and a dance, but Chris yeah, won't I'm let me. I'm not, yeah. no, I'm not much do, of a dance well, song and Tim dance. never lets me yeah. sing, so <laughs> he's like, you got to stop that. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much. We are back in two weeks with another, um, I don't remember which one of our Spitaker winners is with us. That would be like... Uh... Yeah, I, don't know. I don't remember who's next, but we will be back in two weeks with another Spinnaker winner. And uh, we're very excited to share all that with you. So we hope to see many of you um, putting swag in the bag and joining us at Spinnaker on the 29th, the Sheraton in Eatontown. Um, just go to our website and you can register and sign up. You don't want to miss it. With that, thank you guys very much. Everybody have a, have a great weekend. Have a great day. And happy New Year. Happy New happy Year. Happy New Year.